Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. Summer Saturdays. back in for us god we're so unlucky yeah it's uh summer school time here in the purple stuff we're doing summer school all thanks to a couple of listeners who sent in summer related questions for us to work on yeah it's not just your usual q a when i was a kid i would talk to some of my friends on the last day of school and there'd always be one kid who said no nah, man i can't be a part of this uh plan that you got going because i have to go to summer school yep like, it was the worst thing imaginable back then. The further back you go, the more taboo it was. If somebody had to do summer school in, like, elementary school... Yeah. Or even, like, early middle school, it was like, Oh, my God, that's one of the bad kids. <laughs> yeah. It was like... <laughs> what did you do? You were a complete juvenile delinquent. Right, right. <laughs> but that's not... Obviously not the case, but <laughs> that's what it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm no stranger to summer school. So you had to go to summer school, huh? Oh, please. I had to go to summer school, night school. Any kind of extracurricular school I had to go to. You know, <laughs> kids school. kids like me like to cut classes a lot because they just had so many enemies in class. So, yeah, I always ended up in summer school. But I actually had a good time in summer school. I like that you said night school. Like you were like 11 learning forensics at 8 o'clock at night. No, I mean, <laughs> it was more, this was more addicts. like high school years when... <laughs> Your guidance counselor would be like, you know, if you want to graduate, you kind of have to make up like 5,700 credits in the next two months. Fuck. <laughs> so summer school was it. Well, fortunately, we'll probably be able to get through this session of summer school in about an hour. Oh, let's hope. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with our questions. Yes. And these questions came from our listeners that are supporting us on Patreon. Yeah, and I love doing these questions because it really feels like it actually feels like we're hanging out and we really get to dive deep into some of these questions. I'm excited. Right. This is like a traditional lazy summer night. Like picture if you could have your oscillating fan going without ruining the record. It's one of those nights. Windows open, fan going. Love it. Yeah. I think you have to start tonight. All right. Here we go. Lousy traffic jams. <laughs> the traffic report will get me out of this one. This is Arnie Pie. Looks like we got a little accident that's backing traffic up as far as this reporter can see. So this question comes from PH Death, and we also got a similar question from Lindsay. How did you survive those long summer car rides to vacation destinations? And for PH Death, he's talking about the four plus hours to get from. Pennsylvania to Wildwood or down the shore as they called it. 
Right. We call it that too here right. in Jersey. So yeah. Yeah, I'm sure both of us are also thinking about those old drives to Wildwood. So I just want to set this up for everyone. Wildwood is like exit four off the Garden State. And both mm -hmm. you and me, we'd be starting from somewhere like exit one forty. Roughly, yeah. Roughly exit one forty. So the yeah. the point is for both of us, you had well over a hundred miles to just stare at those little markers on the side of the road. Yeah. And they're coming up every tenth of a mile. So it's like it was absolutely maddening. You needed to have something to do in that car, otherwise you were just staring at those markers literally over a thousand times. As an adult, it doesn't even seem like that long of a ride, but when you're a kid, it's excruciatingly it long. It's absolutely terrible. Like this is a <laughs> a two to three hour ride. And when you're a kid, like you said, you felt like you were in that car all day. And it's even worse, like for us, because we would sometimes go down to Cape May first and then back up to Wildwood. So it was even longer. Oh, that's, that's just crazy talk. That extra 15 <laughs> minutes, you might as well just like take a week extra off. <laughs> so, All right. So what are the types of things that you would do to? Okay. Well, I actually time? had one sort of like recurring thing that I did. My father had this closet full of old work briefcases. Mm -hmm. And I used to grab them whenever I could. So for our Wildwood trips, I would load those fuckers up with like comics and wrestling magazines and random junk foods. And I just immerse myself in whatever was in that briefcase, just desperate to not look up at those mile markers. That's pretty smart of you. Yeah. And P.S. I used to take those briefcases onto the Wildwood beach where I wear <laughs> the same clothes that I would have worn if it was like 60 degrees and raining. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, only in retrospect do I understand why people were staring at me. Well, I mean, nothing has changed. The only thing different now is that you wouldn't be on the beach yeah, at all. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even bother. I wouldn't even go through the motions. I'd just take my briefcase and tell you I'd see you later. <laughs> the briefcase was like, it was almost like your utility belt that had everything in it. Exactly. I mean, this is like the standard attache case, like, you know, the leather one with the gold lock. It's absolutely ridiculous thing for a kid to be carting around. Yeah, it was like the kind of thing Mr. Brady would have had when he went into the office. It was very Mr. Brady, only it was attached to a chubby semi-goth boy. <laughs> well, I mean... Before I you even describe what you, get, what you did, yeah. I just have to like... I'm picturing you and your dad, little Jay and big Jay dad, and the conversations that must have happened in that car, because we've gotten tastes of them on the purple stuff. But We have. Yeah. yeah. But go, well, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> so a lot of things come to my mind because you really spent what felt like a full day in the car, even though it obviously wasn't. But we used to get these activity books that had invisible ink highlighter marker things. Oh, yeah, I know and it, those. Yeah, they had like crossword puzzles and word finds and stuff like that. When you're looking at these in the store, you're like, this is going to be the most fun time we've ever had because of this marker, this invisible ink marker. Right, right. right. <laughs> like, then you do it and you're like, this is the worst. You know, it's so bad. It doesn't even work right. So, so what was the deal with those? Like, basically, you would write a word in the invisible ink and then you'd use the other marker to, like, shade over it to reveal the word, right? Yeah. It, it, totally unnecessary step, but it was fun. <laughs> it looked fun because it had all different kinds of yeah. games and stuff. So then when we got bored with that, let's go to Toys R Us. Me and my sister were in the store and get the mini travel connect four oh so okay smart so 
We got this Connect Four because that's the game that her and I like to play against each other. Right, so, right. <laughs> so we got this. We're playing in the back seat. And of course, we're going over bumps and stuff. All the pieces would go all over the place, and they were so tiny. They were like ridiculously tiny, tiny. small. <laughs> they were like half the size of a penny. Yeah, they were so, so tiny. Little. So this thing was a complete debacle. It was such a bad idea. And we played it for like 20 minutes. And then like at that point, we're like trying to pick up all the little pieces. And then I'm like, F this. I was getting so angry. It's so funny because I know you well enough to know exactly how it went. Normal people that were playing in this situation, if you went through a bump and the whole thing tipped over, it's like, all right, you know what? We're going to restart the game. You <laughs> definitely would have pushed to get every piece in the same exact spot. <laughs> So, yeah, that that wasn't a good idea. So then we moved on to the silly stuff, which is basically me acting out movie lines for my family to guess what film it's from. And then <laughs> I would make them go, OK, now it's your turn. And of course, no one wanted to do it. So it was just me running through my own game show of movie quotes. God, you really haven't changed much. <laughs> You've just gotten taller and the voice has gotten deeper. <laughs> Bring along Milton Bradley Travel Games. Compact versions of your kids' favorite games, like Crocodile Dentist and Hot Shot Basketball. They're perfect on the road and when you get there. Yeah. Leaving more room for souvenirs. Look at this. No going Mr. Iguana City. Milton Bradley Travel Games. It's fun on the run. This is a great question that comes from Jeff, our friend Jeff. Uh, what's an obsession you had that you spent an entire summer doing? Then he goes on to say, for example, when I was like 11, my friend, not like 11 from Stranger Things, but like the age 11. Right, right, right. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. My friend and I spent a full summer playing Doom 2. Did you guys have anything like that? Uh, can't oh, yeah. I'll tell you what I'm going to be obsessed with this summer, the spelling of Jeff's name, because he goes with the non-traditional G-E-O-F-F, -F, which I love. So just, yes, just kind of throw like that out Jeff there. Jeffrey the Giraffe. Exactly. That's <laughs> so I'm picturing this question actually was asked by the giraffe from Toys R Us, and I'm loving it. I like how you said his name, like the J-E-L-L-O commercial, that G-E-O-F-F. G-E-O-F-F. -F. <laughs> so... This might be one of my favorite questions of the evening. In addition to me running my own backyard wrestling federation, I'd have to say that I like the question because it brings to mind little traditions that we would start when we were kids. And one of them, one of the main ones for me for the summertime was Star Wars. And basically what that consisted of was just watching the entire trilogy every night just like putting on all the tapes it was like in a box set the one that still used that like airbrushed art cover yeah yeah i know oh, good. and we would eat chips and salsa and then we would take like breaks in between the movies and play video games and stuff and it was just such a fun time and we would also throw in sometimes a match or two from like a summer slam or something so basically like that you would like program your own channel it's going to be star wars at one the Undertaker yes. versus Kamala at 2.30. Yes. Empire Strikes Back at 4. That's pretty awesome. And then a little yeah. breaks for chips and salsa. God, again, you really haven't changed much, Jay. <laughs> and then 
the last thing uh, I'll say is that one summer we started playing Monopoly just basically out of like, hey, let's play a board game. So we picked Monopoly out. We played it every single day for the whole summer. We would eat Sun Chips because that's like when Sun Chips f- first started getting popular. Yeah, they might as well have come from Mars. Those things were just like, uh, oh, my God, uh, how did they do it? How did it they was- make this a chip? made from the sun like oh my god this is great and we would listen to stone temple pilots over and over and over again sun chips stone temple pilots and monopoly would be all happening at the same time that's pretty perfect yes i'm with you on all of this everything you've said the star wars tapes the stone temple pilots the sun chips every s word has been great all right now tell me about yours well, I just have to say, like, wow, I didn't even think about that. But the Monopoly thing was a huge summer event for me, too. So really? we're not alone in that. Yeah, I used to play with my friends, like, every single day. We would play the whole game of Monopoly. So that was one. I think it's funny that, like, a lot of people think you mentioned Monopoly. They're like, no, no, thank you. I don't even want to get into that because they know it's, like, a long game. Right. But that was sort of the point. That's why we, I mean, this is, we're kids. There's no internet, very basic cable. There's no streaming. There's no VOD. It's like basically you wanted something that was going to kill nine hours. Yeah. These epic games. Yeah. So as for, uh, I had an obsession pretty much every summer. If I was going to pick one out, I think I'm going to go with the Dick Tracy toy line from the summer of 1990. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, you and I are crazy about that movie. It came out in June of that year. And it wasn't like Batman or Ninja Turtles level. But for us, it was definitely that high. It was really important, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And and for me, that toy line was like the last one I went full throttle with as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly like 15 mobsters. That's, that's what you were trying to get. And some of them were pretty hard to find. And all I remember of that summer is just looking for them constantly. Like we would be on vacation at a beach house in Long Beach Island. That's where I got like prune face. And I got them from some souvenir shop where you get like kites and shell purses. yes it was to that level it was constantly on my brain yeah and i don't think it's gotten the recognition it deserves that uh that toy line well you know what it is like you you say dick tracy and people who never got into it just think of warren Beatty wearing the yellow trench coat i'm like no no no, forget warren forget dick (laughs) forget the yellow just put him aside it's like fucking hellraiser (laughs) but goodfellas <laughs> fucking crazy monster mobsters. I gotta tell you, I mean, I was into anything that was remotely like, and you know, it wasn't a quote unquote superhero movie, but if they packaged it as such, right. I was like, I'm there, I'll watch anything you give me. But this had Madonna, so I'm like, okay, I'm the, I'm I'm just over there. Yeah, yeah, totally. And speaking of Madonna, she was the one figure that I could never find because I didn't know that she was not on sale in the states. I think there's still time. We could still get it for you. We yeah. just need like five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars <laughs> in one of those little lucite cases to hold it in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and his men Mumbles, Flat Top, Itchy, and Influence have called a meeting with Pruneface to get him to join their mob. Pruneface agrees, and with weapons drawn, they swear to get Dick Tracy once and for all. Suddenly, sirens blare, searchlights fill the room, and the door bursts open. It's Dick Tracy and his right-hand man, Sam Ketchum. Big Boy's gang is finished for now, but can Tracy keep him behind bars? Find out next time. Dick Tracy! From Playmates. What a great day 
for a picnic. <laughs> here are the cheeseburgers. Uh, and here come the ants. Ants? Yeah. Yoo-hoo! And Millie and Aunt Kelly. Glad Grimace invited you. Nobody invites ants to a picnic. We just show up. <laughs> this next question comes from Mary. What's your favorite thing to eat at a summertime cookout? I feel like certain foods just taste so much better in that setting. She's very excited <laughs> about this question. She, just, it's very, I love the enthusiasm. Yeah, I'm just picturing her like one finger typing, just all giddy. Did you notice though, like before you go into this, that there's definitely a vernacular, like a regional vernacular, because so many people I talk to call it a cookout. I've never heard the word cookout until online years. Yeah, we've only said barbecue, like, or I've never said cookout. Right. Barbecue or just dinner. I never heard supper really either. Supper and cookout, pff, never heard it. Yep, yeah. never heard. Or do, do you want to eat outside in the yard? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, this question, despite Mary's happiness about it, is a little upsetting for me. I hate eating outside. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've been through this. I can't stand the idea that like a fly or a mosquito <laughs> or whatever might land to my food. That was the worst. Yeah, and I guess they smell that fear on me because they always do it. Like, I'm the one that they go for every single time. Yeah. I have grilled steaks. Like, I've put steaks on a fiery grill and watched mosquitoes deliberately fly through the smoke to land on them. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Like, this has happened multiple times. It's bizarre. Yeah. So, during the times where I have to eat outside, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I'm constantly, like, fanning my hand back and forth over my plate. Yeah. It's like trying to create a human force field. Aside from that, if I had to answer Mary's question, I guess corn on the cob. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to answer the question, even if I, I don't particularly like what it's conjuring in my head. Like I'm just picturing bugs all over meat and, you know. <laughs> well with all that said corn on the cob yeah yeah that's, yeah that's, i mean i actually don't like corn at all the only corn i do like is corn on the cob i can't like eat loose corn ever so it, it's, it has to be on a stick the loose corn shockingly comes from a cob i know i know that this makes no sense i know i no, totally I... get it but like oh when you get like a tv dinner and there's that little compartment full of corn oh god just what a waste of space just leave it empty so I'm telling you, you're absolutely right. Corn on the cob is 10,000 times better than just loose corn. I agree. I yeah. agree. It's, it's yeah. like it loses its flavor and it becomes some sort of like sweet candy once it detaches from that cob. When I sat outside in the yard, sometimes we would do like breakfast. It was a nice like Saturday morning. Yeah. We had these almost like a screen door, but it was like an upside down umbrella that you would put over the food. Yes, I've so seen the, those. Yeah, so the flies wouldn't get to it. So, like, I grew up with those things where we would put them on top of the food. So we were, I mean, we were all paranoid about all yeah. these bugs. Yeah, I wish, my, wish my parents had done that little mesh tent thing with the food. <laughs> I can't with all the bugs. It's, it's disgusting. Tell me if you're with me here. Like, once it hits any part of your plate, the whole plate's tainted. It's done. Yeah, screw it. Yeah, it's just throw, you might as well it. just frisbee throw that whole plate away plate is dead to me yep. mm -hmm. so all she said was what do you eat at a cookout i'm like first thing it was not a food it was shasta soda in a can okay shasta soda came in these variety packs back then and shasta obviously people know it now 
But back then, it was kind of like an off-brand. It was like this. It's like a knockoff. Right. It was like it was like a goofier RC Cola kind of situation. Yeah. Yes, but they had grape and chocolate and lemon lime and every flavor you could imagine. So you would go into the backyard, and then your Playmate cooler, which held like seventy-five cans, right, had right. Every- can of soda so every time you went up for a new soda you get a different flavor it was so much fun now did you force yourself to stick with whatever you grabbed like if you got chocolate shasta would you drink it there wasn't a flavor back then that i would not drink i drank all of them that's pretty cool i was pretty insane back then yeah (laughs) (laughs) no comment don't give me that so so soda the same old cola i wanna So even though this is summer school, Matt, we do get a recess, and that's what this is right now. Oh, good. Hoping for a break. We're going to take a little break from all these questions, and we're thinking hard. We're using our brain power, concentrating a lot. So I figured let's take a little a little break, and I'm going to throw out some summer tidbits, some fun facts for you. Okay, so I'm going to bring my Chase Lounge into the schoolyard, if you don't mind. <laughs> Leaning back right now, got my Shasta drink, grape Shasta. Your marble notebook that my, you, you love. <laughs> yeah, my briefcase full of marble notebooks and WWF magazines. And there's a crazy straw in the Shasta, by the way. So now you're ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in 1994, there was a film called It Runs in the Family. And that was changed to my summer story. And that is basically uh, a further adventure of, do you know what movie? Oh my God. Yeah. This was the, (laughs) the, the, (laughs) the sequel to Christmas story. Yes. So that's yeah. My summer story. Yeah. And that was uh, one of those uh, lesser known kind of uh, sequels to a Christmas story. From what I, I don't think I've seen it, but from what I remember, it was not received especially well. Yeah, it's not very good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So moving on, we have another little tidbit for you. Now, um, summer sausage is an American term. This is from Wikipedia. For any sausage that can be kept without refrigeration until opened. Okay, so that's what they mean by summer sausage? So So, like when you find one of those like box sets in Target around Christmas, the Hickory Farms set... You read summer sausage, you're like, oh, that's like an interesting flavor. No, it just means that it's so preserved that it doesn't need refrigeration. Yeah, I never understood the point of calling it that. But yeah, the sausages could be kept for eating in the warmer summer months and they wouldn't go bad. Yeah. Have you ever had summer sausage, by the way? It's kind of gross. Never had summer sausage, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, um, like a scene from Saw where they have to chop open like a guy's leg. It's that kind of texture. It's oh, I very... think chop, chop open the guy's leg with the summer sausage. No, 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 no. I'm comparing the guy's chopped leg to summer sausage. It's oh. Very, it's very like wet and thick. God. Yeah, love. but I mean, I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, and and the last one, I saved the best for last. There was a character on Baywatch. Her name was Summer, played by I don't know if you know offhand, 
Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> she was in a, a movie with Corey Haim called Nicole Clum- Eggers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Nicole Eggers played a character named Summer. Okay, yes. Summer from Baywatch was one of my favorites, and her last name was Quinn. Summer Quinn. But her first name here's here's the kicker. I thought her first name was Summer. That's what I thought. See, this is where we're learning. Okay, this is learning at its finest. Her first name was Roberta. So what is like Summer just to her like beach nickname? <laughs> She's like yeah. If she was like a Barbie doll, maybe her name would be Summer. I gotcha. But I just never have have pictured that. Roberta. Just... Roberta. What's her last name again? Roberta Quinn. Roberta Quinn. I mean, uh, that sounds a little I mean, too I... fancy for a beach summer thing. That should have been like for the winter episodes of Baywatch at the ski lodge. <laughs> I was thinking even like Rebecca Quinn. That could have been more apt. Isn't Rebecca Quinn Becky Lynch's real name? Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Yes, I believe it is. <laughs> So uh, right, you've told me about Summer from Baywatch, Summer Sausage, and the Summer sequel to Christmas Story. Interesting trivia bits here during recess on the Purple Stuff Podcast, Jay. Thank you. And you know what? I w- I'm going to put you on the spot before we go back to our regularly scheduled programming. Okay. Um, you're a big Kool-Aid guy. Yeah. There is a Summer Punch. What color is on the front of the Kool-Aid package? Okay, of summer so punch? are you... I just want to be clear about what you're talking about here. Are you referring to Sunshine Punch or Summer Punch? Because there are two different things. Summer Punch. Okay, so that's red, white, and blue Summer Punch. There you go. Yes, it's a color-changing Kool-Aid that had a limited release in celebration of the 4th of July. I have about 14 packets of it within arm's length right now. (laughs) That's awesome, because I only have one within arm's length, but still, that's enough for me. Yeah, really great flavor. One of the better ones in recent years. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming through on that. No so problem. Now we will continue with our summer school. All right. Dragging my chair out of the fucking yard. <laughs> Does your TV supplement measure up to TV Guide? A supplement gives you program listings and maybe a feature or two. TV Guide gives you program listings plus news, reviews, commentary, close-ups, updates, and exciting feature articles on the people, the programs, and the power of television. This next question comes from Ryan. What daytime TV shows did you watch? Not because you liked them, but out of boredom. And I would think that going back in time to think about the TV shows that I watched during the summer vacation, probably one of the most fun things I could do. It's like a trip back in time. First thing I'll say, I used to watch MTV like all day, every day. And then it went into some weirder stuff. I would watch Divorce Court, Price is Right. Uh, I would watch uh, Love Connection. See, now those shows I watch, but to me, those read more like as sick days from school than summer days. They're very, very much sick days from school. Now we're getting more into the, the summer days. Now, one thing I'll admit, my sister used to watch All My Children, the soap opera. So, of course, I used to walk by the TV and see, like, Kelly Ripa and Sarah Michelle Gellar. And then I would sit down. I'm like, oh, what's this you're watching? Don't try to couch it like you just had crushes on these pretty women. You know you were into it. Fucking own it. Because you're totally a type. You watch every fucking drama that's on TV. 
that's what I was getting at. At first, that's what caught my eye. And then I'm like, no, nah, this is stupid. I, I don't like this is dumb. Yeah. And then every day it was like, oh, man. Now, then I would pass by the TV and say, wait, is he a twin? Does he have a twin, <laughs> an evil twin? You know, and, <laughs> and then, of course, it got you know, just more and more every single day until I was like, oh, are you watching this? Come on down. It's on. You're missing it. <laughs> Making <laughs> custom tapes with like those little hand-drawn labels. Yeah. So that was one. And then a couple more. Gidget. The uh, one from the sixties. Uh, remember Gidget, right? Yeah, I uh, yeah, I I, I did, wasn't a big watcher of Gidget. That was a Channel Nine show, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was either Nine or or PIX. No, no, it was definitely Channel Nine because Channel Nine was like the last resort channel. <laughs> it's like if there was nothing on Channel Five and there was nothing on WPIX, you went to Channel Nine and just hoped for the best. Well, they had Richard Bay though too, so I, I, I rest my case. <laughs> all right now here's where the getting is good okay mm -hmm. okay american gladiators big time the home shopping club oh fuck yeah tell me you weren't passing by home shopping network and you're like oh my god this necklace is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yes fucking Louis. it would be like the cheapest fakest kubrick zirconia bullshit and you'd be staring at it like oh my god that should be an indiana jones movie you would want to start wearing these brooches. Yeah. It's just the way <laughs> brooches. It's just the way they were selling it to you. It had nothing to do with what they were saying. The next thing could have been a pot for right. your stove. And you're like, oh man, I think my mom needs this pot. You put anything on a fucking glass lazy Susan and you want to buy it. <laughs> and then they oh, were like, right. they would cut the price like 18 times. So by the end of the section, the screen would have 40 slash marks on it. You could yeah. like barely see the item anymore. Oh, so great. You're just paying shipping. Yeah. <laughs> That'll just be $29.95 shipping. Yeah. So last one. This is the big one for me. I'm telling you, there was never a more, I have nothing to do. I'm bored watching TV than this. It's called This Old House with Bob Vila. And Norm Abram, they used to like do like home improvements and stuff. Right. They were like yeah. home improvement before it existed. <laughs> it was nothing like home improvement, but I do remember the show. It was on, what was it? Was it PBS? Yes, it was on PBS. Yeah. And yeah. it was on like constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do recall that. I, I can't that say that it was one of mine, but I could see it being one of yours because you're a little handy, or at least you like to think you are. I'm not handy at all, but I think, I guess, watching it makes me feel like maybe there's hope. Yeah. Now we're going to turn this into a loft slash greenhouse. Jay just perks oh, up. Sounds so good. But just watching it, you get, like, mesmerized by it, and you just, you could watch it all day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. How about you, Matt? Oh, man. Um, this was a tricky one for me because daytime TV in the summer, honestly, for me, like, it was pretty depressing. Really? Yeah, because there's like nothing new on and summers for me, and you touched on this earlier, it mostly just meant watching the same videos over and over again. You mentioned uh, watching Star Wars over and over again. I totally did that too. It was like to the point where you would wake up in the morning and just immediately turn on a video. It was like making coffee. It was, yes. Yeah. It was like, and summer's the only time where you could do these crazy marathons, like of the entire Star Wars trilogy, or you could watch like Ninja Turtles five times in a day. I agree with you. And it's weird. We had like 400 videotapes 
yet I would still watch the same movies like over like one week it would be the Goonies 500 times right you know? right yeah totally and sometimes you would get like those weird movies that for some reason just clicked with you uh, I bought this random Popeye video Popeye meets Sinbad the Sailor or whatever the fuck it was I watched that shit like 6,000 times one summer and it was from like 1912 and so I've never been anything much of a Popeye fan you know but there it's it was. Funny Every... how you say that. <laughs> Why? How do you say? Is, I'm like, is there a different way to pronounce it? Wait, you're talking about the spinach eating sailor man. Yeah. What? Am I, what's yeah. He, this is named something else. Why? Well, the way you're saying it sounded like pup, like a pup, like Popeye. 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 <laughs> it's Popeye. Popeye, Popeye and Blotol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mispronouncing it. It's Popeye. Oh wait, just as a an aside. Yeah. Do you remember when we were out on on the weekend and we saw that burger place and it had the guy from Popeye? Popeye? Okay, so we passed this burger place. I believe we were in Coney Island and it had yeah. like a statue of a man holding a hamburger. So Jay sees it and he's obsessed with the idea that it's Wimpy from Popeye. This character, <laughs> this statue could not have looked less like Wimpy. It was absolutely not Wimpy. And you're swearing that if it wasn't Wimpy, that they were inspired by Wimpy. I'm like, Jay, the only similarity between that character and Wimpy is the hamburger. That's it. But there was like a baby next to him. So clearly it was the baby. The baby? You mean the, the baby Popeye who was in like two shorts? <laughs> yeah, he's real synonymous with Wimpy. You never see Wimpy without baby Popeye next to him. <laughs> the best part was you couldn't remember the character's name. So you're like, it's that guy from Popeye. You remember the guy, the big guy with the burger. What was his name? Welford, Wilfred. <laughs> this next one comes from Steven. What is your favorite summer toy memory? Something you cherished playing with in your backyard on a summer day? Good question. It's really good, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to assume that stuff like super soakers don't count. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to go. Yeah, and I had to really think on this because I generally wasn't the kind of kid who liked taking his toys outside. I guess because I wasn't the kind of kid who liked being outside in general. <laughs> But, I was the same. Yeah, I think I have one though. It's from way, way back. It's the Kenner Star Wars speeder bike vehicle from 1983. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm a teensy tiny little Matt, and yeah. this yeah obviously this is the vehicle based on the speeder bike chase scene from Return of the Jedi, and if you wanted to recreate it in action figure form, you kind of had to be outside. Yes. So it was just like little tiny vehicle, just seated one action figure, and had this button on it that if you press the button. The whole thing exploded, so like you can kill Luke right. if you wanted to or whatever. I'd just run around the backyard with that, weaving in and out of the bushes, and i just pretend that I was like on Endor. So much fun. Yeah, and it was replicating the scene where the speeder explodes when the scout trooper's on it. I got that when it came out as well, and I never had the scout trooper because... I don't know if it didn't come with the it scout didn't. trooper. It, it didn't. It yeah. was the, that was like the cheapest vehicle in the whole line. I think it was like a dollar fifty, and it you know it felt <laughs> like it. It was like it weighed like point two ounces. But I can't believe you didn't have the biker scout because that was one of the best figures. He was a little bit 
harder to find. Surprisingly, it's probably because I was <laughs> buying up all the biker scouts in the tri-state area. <laughs> I fucking love that figure. Now for a quick escape on a speeder bike. You won't get away with this Han Solo. New speeder bike with automatic speed flap. Action figures each sold separately. I used to play with my Hot Wheels a lot. My dad would set up a big, like a folding table on my porch. Yeah. So I could set up all my Hot Wheel and track and accessories and stuff. And then like I would go outside and I'd be real jazzed about it. And I'd be there for like 12 minutes. And then... I'd go inside and bother my mom while she was doing housework. <laughs> <laughs> of course. you. Now, would you leave the cars outside, of course? Well, no, I would put them away only because, like, I guess what I was getting to with that is I love, I still love Hot Wheels. I still buy them. It's just there's only so much you could do with them unless you had some insanely intricate track that you set up. Well, I think it became a thing with kids. Like, even if you had the intricate track set up, it became more of a case of wanting to destroy it somehow. So you would just get more aggressive with your cars until it blew apart and you could walk away. It's like, yeah. that's how Hot Wheels ended when you broke something. <laughs> the other thing that I remember, my sister used to ask for toys once in a while. And I don't know why, because she never played with toys or dolls or anything. But yet she had them. So, of course, I talked about this on the show before, being that when you were a boy you weren't allowed to get, like, girls' toys. You know, I mean, you were allowed, but, like, it was shunned. Right, right. It's not like today. I mean, I'm so glad that that's changed. But back when we were kids, that was, like, sort of the thing. You didn't break the freaking stupid gender boundary when it came to toys. Right. Like, you wouldn't even go in the aisle of Toys R Us that had dolls in it. You it's know, wild, you but it's, it's, so, it's so true. You would actively, like, that pink Barbie aisle, you wouldn't even dream of stepping foot in it. Which was, yeah. I mean, it's so it's so nonsensical, but that's totally how it was. It was. It was crazy. So she'd have a ton of them. And my two favorite summer toy memories are her Barbie dream boat, which was a boat that floated in the pool. Oh, I know the draw. Oh, I know that dream yeah. boat well, yes. <laughs> and the second thing was a Barbie dream pool, which was an <sighs> above ground pool that had like a shower outside and it had like all kinds of different little accessories and gimmicks right and i don't know these two you have no idea i guess they would look at a boy and say what is he gonna do with this are you kidding me all of my action figures are partying at the pool absolutely <laughs> you've really hit upon something here because as much as like as little boys we felt like we weren't allowed to touch this stuff it, yeah. it would kill us because the barbie stuff was so like the play sets were just insanely awesome so they much so better fun. than anything that was pitched at boys Totally. And and like we were saying, like when you're in Toys R Us or whatever, you know, you'd be in there in that aisle. Like if you were with your sister or whatever, I would look at those boxes. I'm like, man, that Barbie Corvette is badass. You know, <laughs> my God, that van turns into a fucking city. <laughs> yeah, that's like so cool. So the dream pool. And then you and had the... like then you had like those fucking they had, speaking of like the dream pool. I know there was some other pool paraphernalia place that that also made shaved ice. It's like, yes. Jesus Christ. These girls had it made. I know. They had no idea how good it, they yeah, had. Yeah. Meanwhile, it. we're trying. Like, we have like uh, the Ewok Village. It's like a couple of plastic trees. <laughs> yeah. 
the dream boat, what got me though, is that it being that it was summertime, like, man, this thing floats in the pool. So of course I'd throw my GI Joes on there, maybe a couple of He-Man. Right. And then um, I got this thing in the pool. I'd have to go in the pool, of course, which was always freezing. Yeah. Yeah. It, wasn't it could be 120 pool. degrees out, but a pool in 1988 was like always 40 <laughs> degrees. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. This thing would like spring leaks. So, yeah. so I had to get them out before they got wet because I was paranoid <laughs> that they would have chlorine on them. Yep, yep. That's very you. Yeah. I have to look up the Barbie Dreamboat now. You got to see the Dream Pool okay, from 1980. All right, yeah, let me look up the Barbie Dream Pool. Hold on one second. It's amazing. Holy shit! I just got up pictures of the Dream Pool. That it looks like one of the pools that are attached to like the Wildwood hotels. Yes. That's oh exactly my god! What it it's got like. like that sort of like the granite floor, the the slide. Oh my god! And the best thing is, if you use this with our figures, our figures are smaller. So like you said, you could fit like 20 action figures on this thing. All the G.I. Joe guys had a rough day. They're going to go to the pool. That's much more fun than like, I don't want my action figures to always have to fight. I want them to just hang out in pools and cars. Yeah, because that's what we wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like looking at this this pool here. It's like there's a little table with ice cream. There are yeah. flowers. <laughs> there is apparently an outdoor phone for them to call their friends with. There's a cooler. Yes. Oh, God, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> like i want to live at wherever that pool is i just i can't stop staring at it it's the coolest thing i've ever seen you want to know what's even cooler i actually own it you have it tucked away it's in my bedroom <laughs> naturally <laughs> it's the barbie dream pool with patio furniture sun love and malibu barbie dolls sold separately oh the water's cold Barbie's going to shower before she starts dinner. There's patio furniture to play with. Dinner's not ready yet. Well, then, look out below. Hey, girls. Is there room in Barbie's dream pool for me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Barbie dream pool with patio furniture comes with all you see here. Your parents have to put it together from Mattel. You got a long, hot summer. You got nothing to do. I tell you, slip and slide is a way to get through. You get wet on slip and slide. You get cool. It's a long, wet ride. Our last question comes from Sean. Summertime as kids, were you more inclined to be outside on a slip and slide eating goldfish crackers or wandering a mall eating a food court pretzel? Oh, that's a tough question. It's really just a matter of the different phases of my life because for a couple of years the slip and slide was like the thing and i'm sure it was for you too well i'll touch on that in a bit obviously we had one wound up ripping and then we could never use it again but our neighbors had one so anytime they had it up and running they would call us and we'd be there in like 12 seconds right when they would call and like uh the slip and slide is up it was almost like when we talked about the commercial for stovetop like you say hey stovetop is uh ready for dinner you want to come over and then you said yeah anybody within earshot was there in two seconds yeah exactly so same thing with slip and slide it was like a big deal but he mentions goldfish i think that was probably more your thing because my summer stuff was more like cheese nips or doritos but to answer his direct question though are you more of a slip and slide goldfish or a wander the mall eating food court pretzel so the mall thing for me came a lot later. That was like total, let's spend all day at the mall. And then we became ours. But two different two different times in my life, and I would 
definitely say I'm more of a mall rat. Yeah, so you would take the mall and the food court pretzel. Well, not the food court pretzel, probably an icy or a giant chocolate chip cookie. Okay, so in classic Jay fashion, you are not going to answer the question. No matter how many times I try to get an answer out of you. So I, I guess I should just go on. I plead the fifth. <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't really come down on you too hard on this because I'm going to cheat as well. I'm going to yeah. combine the options. I would be most inclined to wander a shopping mall with a bag of goldfish. Yes, that's definitely you, 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, you're talking about the slip and slide and how great it was. I'll be honest, like, I saw that thing in action, yeah, it looked fun, but the idea of hurling my body at it, that was never going to happen. I would not slip, I would not slide, I would just crash and cry, and we both know it. <laughs> Wait, so you never experienced the slip and slide? I knew, Jay, I got injured walking. There was no fucking way. First of all, I don't know how that slip and slide was going to work if I'm wearing long pants and a shirt. So we're already dead in the water. No pun intended. <laughs> But, yeah, that was just never going to happen. But walking around a mall eating food, yeah, that's totally going to work. Listen, not watching the first two seasons of Stranger Things is one thing, okay? But not slip and sliding? Come on. It's not that I don't see the attraction. It's that I don't see it being physically possible for somebody with my attributes, especially as a child. Attributes. <laughs> I think... Like, I don't know how power you're, you're mentioning that you ripped yours. I'm like, I'm picturing that's exactly what I'm picturing. I'm going <laughs> to dive. The whole thing's going to tear in two like a fruit by the foot and I'm going to be just dead. Well, that's why they used to rip because idiots like me would do like super fly Jimmy Snooker onto the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you're talking about the mall runs and in the summer back then, that was a huge deal. Like you would oh, go yeah. at noon and you would stay till five and we felt so mature doing that yeah oh my god and you had like your agenda what stores you had oh, to yeah. go to mcdonald's oh kb toys spencer gifts then you'd play some like tag around the escalators by macy's oh welcome to the menlo park mall a great place to shop i think it's a great place to eat here it's a nice selection of stores and a great atmosphere real nice place to shop there's always great shopping, fun, and exciting special events at the Easy Mall. It's waiting for you. All right, Matt. So this has been our summer school session. Yes. Thank you, everyone who sent in questions. This was a lot of fun. It gave us a chance to really think back in a way we don't often do about the summers of our youth. Like, I really had forgotten completely about a lot of this stuff. Let's be honest, how many people really remember the TV show lineup that they watched back then? <laughs> well, I mean, I could name one, but yeah, I'm with you in general. <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody for sending in those questions. Really good questions this time. Yes. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, Jay. Ooh, okay. So we've talked about a lot of these things that we did as kids during the summertime. Do you have any traditions now that you consider very summer-centric? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Going to places like Great Adventure. Also, as cheesy as it sounds, when we talked about the foods, something that like anytime I pass by them in the in the grocery store, yeah, it just makes me feel so summery. I don't buy them anymore because I'm not eating garbage. But you remember those sugar wafers? They came in like vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate. You mean the little rectangles? Yeah, they're like rectangular wafers with like the cream inside. Oh god! Oh my god! The best <laughs> fucking cream in the world. Uh, yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Like those, the vanilla ones, like they and strawberry. Like to me, that's summer. I used to eat those in the summer. All you you the know time. what's weird? I feel like I would associate those with summer too. I don't know if it was because like your parents would have company more often, and those were always on the table. Yeah. You ever do that thing where you try to like lift the top wafer off with the top of your teeth and just get to that frosting by itself? Oh God. Oh. I want one now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> You're not allowed to have them. Me, I'm a lost cause. I'm gonna get a fucking box as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> yeah, and I I guess the only other thing I would say is uh the Italian ice. I probably brought that up too. The Italian ice from Maglione's. Yeah, Maglione's. Yeah, how about you, Matt? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the ice. I think for me, the the one thing that's been consistent from the summers of my youth to now is going to get Ralph's ices, which is essentially the same thing on Staten Island. Yeah, you know, Italian water ice. Yeah, we have Ralph's too. Oh, you have Ralph's there. Yeah, they they're really good. Yeah, you don't have the Ralph's though. We have the Ralph's. Ralph was born here. He's actually he lives next door. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Yeah. So like it was it was such an event. It still is because you would in the summertime. The lines would be out the place, and you would have to like spend twenty minutes deciding on what ice to get because they have a hundred flavors, and then you'd end up getting cherry anyway. But whatever, <laughs> of course, because that's a go-to flavor. Exactly, all those little bits of cherry that they sneak in there. Mm. Oh yes, yeah. I love the bits, like the fruit bits. Oh, uh, the fruit bits are where it's at. So I've learned uh, a lot on this episode, Matt. I've learned that you call Popeye Popeye. Popeye. Popeye the sailor. Almost, almost like papaya. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else? Have you learned anything about me? All right. What have I learned about you? Known? I've learned that you had a, a secret fetish for soap operas. I've learned that you um, <laughs> you have a Barbie dream boat tucked away in your bedroom somewhere. A dream pool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But let's let's be real. It's probably both. <laughs> and wish. you used to do these Jimmy Superfly snooker dive onto slip and slides. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because like you totally did it, hand motions at all. Yeah, it never never ended well. Yeah. <laughs> but unlike this episode, which is ending perfectly. Yes. <laughs> so we thank everyone for sending in the questions. We thank you for listening to the show, and we really appreciate it. So if you would like to support the Purple Stuff podcast. You can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash purple stuff. Yes. And if you want to do something else, like leave us a good review on iTunes or something, that'd be great, too. You know, we never tell people to do that. And we really should be telling them all the time. Leave us <laughs> a positive review on iTunes. Apparently, it does something good. We're not sure what, but we're anticipating good things if you do it. Just want to remind everybody, this is our summer Saturdays extravaganza, which is happening Every Saturday this all, month. Yeah, all through July. We still have two more full episodes to go. Good times. I think we, uh, we're we pretty happy with the response so far. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. A little bit different for us, being that uh, we're sitting here baking in the sun. But we really, <laughs> we really love that you guys are joining us. So thanks a lot. I'm Jay from The Sexy Armpit. And I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.